Well, a few weeks ago, I was taking the grandkids to the trampoline park. They love to go there. I love to take them because they have so much fun, but you know, kind of sitting there and I always take my phone in and I started fishing around for my phone and it, I couldn't find it, which is not that unusual in my purse, but I couldn't find it. And I had, I started panicking. Where is the stupid phone? And then it hit me. I really am addicted to this thing. Welcome. This is a home that heals. We're Bree and Dee and mother daughter team searching for simple yet profound God given gifts to help our family heal. Frankly, we've got some pretty big challenges and maybe you do too, but you know what? We believe there's got to be a way and we're in this together. Today, are you tired of constantly feeling like you have to be tied to your phone? We're here to admit we're struggling with that and we know that there's got to be a better way. Moms of grown children, I think you're going to be able to relate to this with me today. If I know a few of you are out there. So we have some younger moms that have older moms like me. <laughs> and so I just want to let you know that it is really hard to have your child, grown up or not, point out something negative about you. I mean, it's just hard. And, you know, we... <laughs> We don't quite know what to do with that because mm -hmm. we've always been, we've always been right <laughs> by golly, I'm right. So uh, while I really do, I think I'm mature enough to take it. I have to admit that Brie, when you told me good naturedly, by the way, that mom, you, you're kind of always on your phone. I mean, are you addicted to that thing? Or I can't remember exactly how you said it, but you said it nice, but I was a little defensive. Uh, was I a little defensive or a yeah. lot defensive? <laughs> I don't know. You, you were kindly trying to share all the million reasons why it was okay for you to be I was addicted to your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was justifying it. And, there, and frankly, there are some justifications. I mean, sometimes mm -hmm. we're working on yes. the phone or things like that. But also, you know what? I, I had this experience right after you had told me about that, where uh, I was taking the kids to the trampoline park like I do. Um, and I had that kind of in the back of my mind. I wasn't thinking top of mind about that, but I was thinking about that as I was trying to get them kind of settled in, they were running off to their favorite spot in park. And I started looking for my phone and it, it wasn't there. Mm. And I, I seriously had this like panic attack. Did I leave my phone at home? What's, <laughs> where is it? And so I fished around for a little while and, um, and I wasn't finding it. And so I sat there. And I looked around and boy, by the way, this is not to condemn anyone because this finger is pointing right back at me. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I saw in the room, moms and dads with their heads buried in their phones and your words started to ring through my ears. And I really realized that I would be making a choice to be buried in this box, this little box, rather than enjoying what my kiddos are doing out there and, and all the grandma, grandma, watch this, watch this mm -hmm. and getting annoyed because I didn't want to look up from my phone. Mm. And it was a real pivotal moment for me. And I want to publicly, I want to thank you <laughs> for drawing it to my attention. The first step to recovery is admitting <laughs> you have a problem. Congratulations. Oh, there you go. oh, honey, thank you. What would I do without you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, well, it's still hard though. I mean, yeah. it, it is like every time and I take them there quite a bit. Every time I walk in, I have to fight that. It, th that phone is designed mm -hmm. by engineers and designers to be addictive. Mm -hmm. And they have done a very good job. They have. And when you start researching it, that's where I started to find, frankly, my freedom, because I'm kind of a 
strong-willed person. And so when I find out somebody's trying to manipulate me, it encourages mm. me to want to do the opposite of what is happening. And so as I started to research what these tech companies are doing and how they are, they're able to draw you in because phones really are wonderful. They're mm-hmm. a wonderful piece of technology. I found it extremely beneficial when we were running our business to be able to have my phone where I could get my emails, I could get messages, I could get phone calls that were important, but yet I could be with my kids. I could go on vacation. I could be out of the office. I could be working from home. That was such a blessing. But when you get on to check your email and then pretty soon 20 minutes later, you're looking at videos of seals fighting each other. <laughs> it <laughs> happens. Not, that is not beneficial. No. So it, it is really something I had to learn to rein in because I could not believe how many times it was just one email and then it went down a whole nother rabbit trail. Well, you know, maybe you're listening to us on your cell phone. And so please don't turn it off right now. I mean, we'd love to have you along on this ride. But that happens to me sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. is I go to listen to one and then, oh, that makes me think of what what are the latest in what is the latest information on pangolins and, you know, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) So, yes, it, it goes that way. And we're surely not alone. Did you know this? I was stunned by this. There are over seven billion cell phone users in the world. And that means almost 92% of us on this planet Mm -hmm. own some form of a mobile phone. And if you want to get away from it, I mean, you're, you're going to have to go to the extreme. You're gonna have to go to North Korea. We don't want to do that. Or the Samoa, American Samoa in South Central Pacific. And I mean, they're just, they're everywhere and Mm -hmm. it's affecting everyone. And the average American spends an average of five point four hours on their mobile phone every day. That's a third of our waking hours. And it's a pretty consistent stat. I really checked that out looking at, you know, lots of different um, statistics on that. So like you just said, we need them, Mm -hmm. you know, they're great for so many things and they're crucial to our jobs. A lot of times, Um, you know, you can whip it out and take pictures of Mm -hmm. fun things or go, you guys have also chided me about that. And so have I done a good job of reining that in because I've tried to. I don't take the phone out to take a picture of every meal that we sit around the table and eat. <laughs> You've anymore. gotten better. Okay, good. But but the big question is how can we use this crucial tool and yet not allow it to command our attention and take mm-hmm. our focus off of each other? Because we're we're creating a culture that doesn't really know how to be together mm-hmm. anymore. And we don't want that for our kids. Yeah. And we don't want it in our homes, that's for sure, because it brings a lot of downsides. Mm -hmm. Well, it really does come back to setting boundaries because I know I, I'm not someone, especially when, when we sold our business, there was about two years until we started this new venture where I was pretty much completely off social media. I mean, once in a while I would get onto it. I didn't really need my phone because nobody was trying to get a hold of me. I didn't need to check my emails frequently. I didn't have a job and um it was really nice. It I really enjoyed it. Whoa, whoa, However, whoa, whoa, whoa. I gotta say one thing. You didn't mm-hmm. have a job. You got a job there, sweet girl. Well <laughs> I was raising my four <laughs> right. babies, which okay. was the best job ever. But I didn't I know. Yeah. they didn't email me That's when they right. needed milk. That's right. I just, you know, heard them <laughs> screaming and yelling from the kitchen. But I really found such relief in that simultaneously though, it was kind of hard for me to connect with people. Sometimes we would 
get together with friends and they'd be talking about the latest meme that is circulating or this really funny YouTube video. So there is connection that can happen through it. Again, I think it's just boundaries, you know, and I, I don't know how we do that. We're kind of coming to you, frankly, as this is a problem we're trying to figure out right now, because as we've started this new venture, we've started posting fun things on social media and I've been getting back on more yet. I have those moments where my kids say, mom, you're on your phone a lot Mm. or mom, Mm. mom, mom, mom. Mm -hmm. And it's really put me back into check that I need to be working on this. And how do we set those boundaries? How do we make sure that we are using it for good? And yet we are not getting sucked in and pulled away from this beautiful life that God has placed in front of us. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that how can we avoid the depression, the anxiety, and frankly, the loneliness that Mm -hmm. comes from it? And how can we help our kids Mm -hmm. not become so dominated by that world that's in that phone that they're not a part of the world in our families, in our Mm -hmm. homes? And able to connect really meaningfully with each other. I really see this, you know, I work with teenagers a lot and I see that they have a hard time sometimes really knowing how to have a conversation Mm. because they text all Mm. the time. That's the way they communicate. So we got a lot to think about, a lot to unpack on this issue. In his book, Digital Minimalism, I should have practiced that, minimalism, um, Cal Newport says that we need what he calls a full-fledged philosophy of technology use to overcome this addictiveness of our phones. Now, here's what he says. This philosophy is rooted in your deep values that provides clear answers to the questions of what tools you should use and how you should use them. And equally important, enables you to confidently ignore everything else. Mm. So I thought that was pretty good. I haven't read the whole book. I just got started on it, but it's interesting that these types of books now are out there Mm -hmm. and that people are looking just like us. They're Mm -hmm. looking for ways to unplug intentionally. And I ran across this quote and I wish I could show you the picture. Uh, Here's a quote. Almost everything will work again. If you unplug it for a few minutes, (laughs) including you. Yes. (laughs) And Lamont said that. I think it's true. I think we're all starting to realize that. Well, how many people have taken a hiatus from, and we're kind of picking on social media right now because Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's our friends calling us. That is the problem with the phone, right? It's usually social media or, you know, getting into uh, YouTube or something like that, that, that takes us down that rabbit trail. And so how many people get off social media for a while and say, Oh, I was just miserable <laughs> for <laughs> being off social media. It's it's usually the other way around. I was going to say, I, you were telling me a story about someone you know that, what, um, well, no, I think it was Grady was telling or Who was telling us the story about somebody Tristy got off? Tristy was just telling Tristy was just telling us the story. See, I can't keep track of those. <laughs> Tristy was telling the story about somebody that got off for four years and, mm-hmm. uh, and then came back, you know, mm-hmm. but that said, hey, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, it's that's a good, good medicine. It is good, good medicine. Good therapy. <laughs> free. <laughs> and it's free. Yep. It actually might cost you less if you decided to completely get rid of your phone altogether. Well, you know, the the thing that we always like to bring everything back to is, okay, if you're, if you're talking about this kind of stuff, it can sort of sound like we're shooting on ourselves and shooting on you uh, as you listen to us. And we sure don't want to do that because these are the, just the it's the stuff of life. It's the stuff that we're all kind of facing and scrapple, grappling with together. And so I hope you don't 
take it that way. Cause we're not trying to, you know, make anybody feel guilty. Like when I told the story about the trampoline park, but I do think that we're modeling for our kids how important these little devices are and that that is an important thing to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, thank you again for bringing it to my attention. And what we really want to model for them is so much more. It's, Mm -hmm. it's curiosity about the world around us. Mm -hmm. It's being engaged with people that we stand in line with. You know, I know I hate standing in a long line, but I've challenged myself. And this was partly because of my job before where it was, frankly, it was good business, you know, as a news person and on TV, and it was just good to talk to people and kind of, you know, be nice. But it really became fun to figure out how I could strike up conversations with people when I'm standing in line and it helps pass the time. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I had an experience not too long ago. I was in line at a store notorious now for its long lines. I won't name it, but I haven't been back since. I mean, the lines have been so long. (laughs) This lady and I started talking and I said, "Okay, let's have a contest. I said, I'm going to go join that line over there because this line had kind of opened up and they were about the same. Let's just see who gets through first. (laughs) And we, it was really fun. And as we walked out the store, because we, we got out about the same time, we had this whole conversation and it was just delightful. But if I had stood there on my phone in that line, which is what I have done many, 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 many times. And frankly, I'll probably do it again. So if you see me standing in a line, you can tap me on the shoulder and say, you said you, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> Let's have a competition. Let's have a competition. But, you know, just trying to be more creative in our, in our world and mm-hmm. modeling that for our kids mm-hmm. and having them see that so that hopefully they'll learn how to connect in real time, in real life with the people around them too. That's what, that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. We're called to connect. And, and the only way to do that is, to, I think, to, to breathe, you tell me what you think, but we talked about in our notes here, fixing our eyes on Jesus mm-hmm. and asking ourselves some tough questions about where we, how we get fixated. Mm-hmm. What are we fixated on? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we do need to spend some time chewing over. I think we do because if we aren't fixated on him and his goodness and and the things that he naturally gave to us to find healing and restoration, which one huge thing is connection and relationships in our lives, then we stand in bewilderment of why we're struggling with depression and anxiety. And that's where I've been. And that's where we're going through right now is trying to find the natural, wonderful things that are easy to start implementing in our life. But a lot of times it does mean we have to get rid of things too. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is about is realizing, man, we need to get rid of some of this technology addiction and some of this time that we're pouring into a phone or the computer, whatever it is that is taking away from that connection that we're having with not just our kids, but our parents, our friends, our neighbors, our neighbors. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, Mm -hmm. oh, we have some good neighbors. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's so fun to make those conversations happen instead of being buried in our phone. I'd just like to maybe close this segment out with something that I learned a long time ago from Gary Smalley. Some of you know Gary Smalley and his work about for marriage and families. And he used to say, here's something you can do when you walk in the room and your kids are in the room. You see him there and you say, oh, I can't believe I can't believe that I get to be with you in your mm. presence. I can't believe it. This is the best part of my day. Mm. And. We, we, do you remember us doing that with Mm -hmm. you guys? And we 
did that because it was true. It is the best part of our day. And so maybe, maybe you can think about that when you walk in a room and you see the people you love most and you see that stinking phone sitting there (laughs) that's dinging away. Okay. You get to be in the presence of these wonderful people that God has given you. And when we fix our eyes on him, when we spend our time as much as possible, really realizing how he'll help us set our priorities and he'll help us get our focus back right. We don't have to should on ourselves, but we do need to ask him for help and see just what he can do. Well, coming up next on A Home That Heals, we don't want you to go anywhere because we have a thought-provoking poem that hinges on this whole idea of connection and especially with our children. So stay tuned and we'll share that with you. I ran across this poem, Brie. Uh, gosh, I don't even remember where I found it. But when I fir- read the first line, I thought, whoa, that is radical. That is culturally not cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read this poem to you. The title of it is Do Not Ask Your Children to Strive. Mm-hmm. And it's by William Martin. Here's the first line. Do not ask your children to strive for extraordinary lives. Such striving may seem admirable, but is the way of foolishness. Help them instead to find the wonder and the marvel of an ordinary life. Show them the joy of tasting tomatoes, apples, pears. Show them how to cry when pets and people die. Show them the infinite pleasure in the touch of a hand and make the ordinary come alive for them. The extraordinary will take care of itself. Mm. What do you think? Wow. That is completely opposite of what we hear from every message coming at us from culture, but even really in the schools and in our homes too. You know, we want our kids to be extraordinary. We want them to reach for the stars and you can be and do anything. So, wow. What are we leaving out deep when we do that? The simple things. Yeah. They actually can be even more profound. You know, when I read that poem, it made me think of that verse in Ephesians 2.10 that says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm -hmm. You know, when it says we are his workmanship, that is literally we are his poem. Mm -hmm. That's that word, poema, means we are his poem. We are his creative workmanship. And so he's already created the good works for us, the great things or the ordinary things or the pleasant things or the special things that we can and will do in our lives. We are always maybe striving for, you know, I want to be special. I want to change the world. I want to do these things. And maybe we're missing out on these beautiful pleasures and wonders that he's put right in our path Mm -hmm. and then he'll take care of how extraordinary those things become. So I loved it. I thought it was good and I hope people will think about it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on a home that heals. We hope that you have been encouraged. And if you see us in the grocery store line, standing on our phone. Maybe you can remind us too, that we're on this journey together and we're going to try to be more intentional with connecting with each other in the future. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, 
and a home that heals.com when you are on your phone <laughs> and you are on the computer. But otherwise, close yeah. it, put it away, and enjoy your kids. But feel free to set those notifications <laughs> <laughs> or not. We hope you have a wonderful day. A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5 KTSY. To find out more about them, go to ktsy.org.